TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, All that right, blew I'll- me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 524, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Wadenopolis. Hi, this is Yusun from Los Angeles, costume designer and TV enthusiast. Hi, I'm Peru. I'm an educator, and I am a Wheel of Time fan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome. Okay, so... Welcome, Peru. <laughs> Let's start off with the news, which there is very little of right now, and Allison has a point of news. Yes, my, my what is this, the, the first for me? Um, so I get to give the news. Um, it is about a show that we still have not been talking about on this, this uh, podcast, which is a shame, Money Heist. Um, they dropped the uh, the last part of the fifth season this this week, and they also dropped a piece of information that it is going to be getting a spinoff series uh, starring a character that is is really po- super popular on the show Berlin. Um, and for for people who follow the show, that may be a little confusing, um, but it's it's more like a, a flashback kind of a series. So it should be it should be fun. I'm really looking forward to it because I was when I finished this, I was starting to get kind of antsy. I wanted more money iced, and we're getting more money iced. All right, uh, Yusun, you said you had news. Uh, yes. Um, I don't know specifically exactly like, what the ratings are, but apparently uh, must be doing well because. Uh, I think we know that Wheel of uh, Time, almost said fortune, um, uh, definitely got renewed for season two almost immediately after one, but apparently they have renewed it for season three already. Well, that actually makes sense because the production, it makes sense to just st- keep shooting. They're so, shooting now. They're yeah, shooting, they're shooting now. season that two right now. Thing. So it makes yeah, sense. No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm agreeing with you. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to the shows. First up. We're gonna start talk. We're gonna talk about Doctor Who, and we're behind, so I apologize. So we're only gonna talk about episode three of Doctor Who, um, mainly because I'm happy that three was good because I was really discouraged because the first two I didn't believe were particularly good episodes, but I really like what they did with three, which is all of the characters going into their own time streams. So we by using that science gobbledygook we now have everybody having flashbacks so we get backstory on all the main characters in a way that was kind of fun and then you have them interacting with the other characters but they're actually representing other people so it was pretty cool i liked the conceit of it and i liked the backstory that we got on the characters and and overall i'd say it was a really interesting episode uh yusin what'd you think um, I have to agree. Uh, you know, I, you know, I love timey-wimey stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, I think, you know, we all agree that some of the best or one of the best timey-wimey things ever done was Doctor Who. And I think that introduced us to the Weeping Angels, um, which will never, they will never not be creepy. Um, so, uh, I think that, um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I just basically agree with you. Oh, I'll try to say stuff that you haven't said. Um, I don't love the new, uh, uh, what's it? What's the traveling partner? Companion. companion. Thank you. I, was like, I know it's a word I'm supposed to know. Um, yeah, I don't love the new companion. And in fact, they, uh, they elaborated, as you said, backstoried on the, on the pilot guy, you know, who, um, uh, you know, had been cast out into the uh, nether region, uh, ever far re uh, reaches he's of from the space. Future, yeah, too. Yeah, and he's alien. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, so we don't know. I think at the beginning of the episode, we don't actually know why he's where he is, and you know, kind of in the middle of nowhere. So through the story, we find out that he was tried to be a whistleblower, and his punishment was to be sent out there. And like you said, the backstory, we find out all that stuff, and I like his backstory. How did you? Um, yeah. We see this. We see this random woman running through the woods. Um, we have no idea who she's, what she's all about. And then at the very end, the reveal is that they are either married or their boyfriend, girlfriend. And I think she's pregnant with his child. Um, so that's like a bomb being dropped. Um, I'm interested to see where they go with that. I would love it if he became a companion. I was about honestly. to say, he's a, he's a much better actor. Definitely. A much better at cool hair too. Got to say it. Um, love the, love the look of him and, and if you the feel of him. No, that's Grey Worm from Game of Thrones. Yes, I was going to yep. say, he looks so unbelievably familiar. And I genuinely like Grey Worm as an actor. I think he's also like a rapper or something. Um, so so that doesn't surprise me. You know what I mean? I, I couldn't place it. And I meant to Google him and I just ran out of time. So I will also finish by saying uh, I was very underwhelmed by the first two episodes of Doctor Who. I thought the first episode especially was a mess. So this third one has definitely anchored me. And I, you know, I'm looking forward because I know we're behind. I'm really looking forward to hoping that they continue this, you know, the trend uh, and that eventually at some point he becomes a companion. He seems like underutilized or wasted if he doesn't become a companion, honestly. That's my opinion. But anyway, I enjoyed it very Allison? much. Yeah, you guys enjoyed it more than I did. Oh, um, no. I didn't think it was as disastrous as the first two episodes. And that was mostly due to the fact that Joe Martin was in it. And I really, I love her. I, I would like to watch her as the doctor. Oh, she's um, so I would, good. I would, she is so fantastic. And she just captures what, what I think, you know, a female doctor ought to be in this show. So it was, it was a delight, even though we only saw her intermittently, to, to get her back you know, in the series. Well, what was and, interesting is we got some of her backstory because the doctor yes, was exactly. in her own time stream. So that exactly. was pretty and cool. So I felt that that was great. And and it was just, so all her stuff, you know, and the, the assault on on this this fortress or temple or whatever it is, um, was all great stuff. Uh, I loved watching her and I loved watching the other uh, companions playing these other characters as they do this the, this operation. Um, it just it just worked for me. Everything about that sequence was was great. The rest of it though was just kind of all over the place. They are in giving they're giving us a lot of backstory about Vinder, um, and I do love Jacob Anderson who plays who plays the 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 character. I loved him in Game of Thrones. He's he's really super talented. He's very charismatic, and he brings a lot to this role, even though they've made him up to look essentially like Bargain Basement Killmonger. Um, so he has that to work against. Oh, but you mean I, his hair? I, his, yeah, I mean, I was they, like, what are you talking about? He, okay. I'm sorry, but he does, and I'm not the only person who, who's mentioned it. He's, he's just, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, he, 
as an actor, I like him a lot, and I think he could bring a lot. I, I agree with you that he would make a great companion. But I have the feeling that once once this show flips over in a, in a few more episodes, and we lose Jodie Whittaker and we get a new showrunner, um, everything is going to get the, the board is going to be wiped, and and we are not going to be seeing any more of him. I think they're going to complete well, his storyline. They don't always do that, but I mean, I could be, I could be wrong. And if, if I am, that's great because I do like him a lot, but I just feel like right now we're, we're getting all this backstory on a character that, that we're not ultimately going to be invested in that we're, we're, it's, he's a dead end as a character. And, and that just, it, it just feel like I'm wasting my time and I hope that I'm wrong. But uh, it just, I can't get interested really in his sequences because he's just, he appeared out of nowhere and he's going to kind of drop into nowhere. And I feel the same way about John Bishop, although he was given, he's given a little more time on the show. Um, It's like they were last minute additions and I just don't think that they're going to be continuing anywhere. Well, I don't know. I'm just just enjoying it for what it is, but let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, overall, I'd say this episode was much better than the first two, and that's something. All right, so next up, we're going to talk about Arcane, and we're going to finish this up. And, um, Arcane has been a surprise hit that I was never on my radar at all. And then people started talking about it, and I was like, what is this? And now, what I love about it is the first three episodes, we basically got the origin story of a villain... And we didn't know that's what we were getting. And so now in the the last group of episodes, you really see this character of Jinx struggle a little bit to determine if she's Jinx or Powder. And, I mean, really, it's Vi who can't determine which one she is. I think Jinx thought she was Jinx for the longest time until Vi was like, no, you're really Powder. And having her do that struggle and seeing the world, the world building was is phenomenal on here. Mm. I really, really enjoy it. Agreed. I like all the characters. I was so sure, and I still may be right, depending on what happens in season two. But I was so sure that the scientist guy, the the guy that ends up being put on the council and keeps getting more and more power, I was so sure he he was actually the villain that we were seeing his origin story, which. I still think it's true because based on how they leave the cliffhanger, uh, he might become the villain by season two. But yeah, I I like the way that they throw out your your preconceptions of how a story's supposed to go, and they kind of flip stuff on their on its head. Um, and just the art style is amazing. So uh, I'm gonna start off with Peru this time because I know you watched it. What did you think of the end of Arcane? Hi, how you doing? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, um, I'm trying to remember the end of it. I was just thinking about the uh, uh, everything you were talking about. The uh, what's the name of the the guy with the bad eye? The the villain. Ah, oh, I can't remember name? his name. Uh, but he's Silco. 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 Yeah. Right, yeah. Silco. So Silco. as bad as Silco is he's also a sympathetic character. Like you can almost identify with them. And I don't know. I just thought that was kind of cool that you had, you know, you didn't have a two dimensional character. Well, yeah, because his love for, for Jinx was real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's my girl. But he team. also murdered a lot of people. A lot of people. Well, so, that's it. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I just thought that he was well written. Um, 
and the, the relationships within the, the, the story is um, complicated, but also, you know, kind of cool. Um, I don't know. Um, I like, uh, what's the, the, the sister, the Nigerian looking one, and her mom. Oh, uh, the councilwoman, and her mom is the, she's a general. Uh, oh my God, her mom was crazy. Her, but her mom was awesome. She was awesome. I know, awesome, but crazy. <laughs> I don't yep. think she's crazy. I think. No, I was, I'm teasing. I just okay. meant like a crazy character. I don't mean actually yeah. nuts. You okay. know what I mean? The whole like bathtub scene where her like, she's all straddled in the water while she's getting massage, having a conversation. I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> right. I yeah, was right. like, girl but, boss. But, I was like, lady, do you do your thing? I'm not saying it was bad. It was a, such a power move is what I'm it saying. It was absolutely a power move. I was like, that's yeah. kind of, I actually That's was what like, I, that's you know, what's that interesting works. about her is she, she's the kind of character that they normally have be a male. Yeah, and they yes. didn't make any distinction with, yes. with that with her. This, she right. is this yeah. big, right. powerful woman who yes. just commands every room she's in, and she takes yeah. total control in every possible way. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, she, no, I, I love her as a character. She's fantastic. Yeah, me too. I, 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 crazy does not mean bad. I mean crazy good, crazy amazing, <laughs> crazy. I did not expect it. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I will say this. Uh, minus her, because she she is, I don't mean this in a bad way. You'll understand what I'm saying in context. She just came on, obviously, and, you know, she's absolute girl boss, and she's power, this and all that. So she's a little bit, she has less shade, at least right now. You know what I mean? She she doesn't have any, you know, real colors to her character. But uh, to go about what Prue said, to to kind of go on that, the with the Silco having the humanity and his love for his daughter, you know, again, isn't enough to redeem him, but... Uh, definitely gives that added complexity and honestly is the crux of the whole climax because he desperately, because remember, Jinx thinks that he was going to betray her, you know what I mean, and sell her out. And that's really what drove her over the edge and ended up her killing her father, essentially, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's a huge, you know, I don't mean trope, but it's a whole, it's a huge thing in, in literature and stuff, you know, killing your parent kind of a thing. And that's really what absolutely cracks her in the end. Um, but all of the characters are so well done because they really do have, they, but all of them have bad good sides. Victor, who is so noble and, you know, all of that, but then he tries to heal himself, you know, with the, with the gooey stuff. I forgot what it's called, the slime or whatever, well, whatever he the purple stuff. killing his assistant. Shimmer. Yeah. Shimmer. Yeah, yeah. Kill, but he, he's, yeah. he's like noble throughout the show. Then we have the leader guy who's, you know, best of intentions, but then he like murders people and, you know, and then the kid dies and then even Viv and everybody, you know, we really, they do a really fair job of, of and it's really emotional because, you know, we, we see them as flawed um, and that, that brings such gravitas to what we're saying, uh, what we're seeing. And then lastly, someone else go, but I have to say this, you talked about the visuals. Uh, we don't need to spend any more time on it. We all agree it's amazing. But the fight scenes were so creative and mm, intense. And yes. There was that when when uh, when um, the skateboarder character was fighting uh, Jinx, I guess, and they went into like a separate animation. It was a whole different, you know, style. It was so stylized. All of the the action. I was holding my breath. Actually, I think I took deep breaths. I was like, <gasps> and <gasps> you know, because it was so visceral. I I mean, for it being animated. Uh, but to draw me in like that and raise my heart rate and, and, you know, my eyes were wide open and I was just, I was, it was fantastic. 
the, you know, more than normal, I think, is what I'm trying to say. It was breathtaking. Mm -hmm. I really would have loved to see this series on the big screen, uh, mm -hmm. especially oh, the, yeah. this last, you know, this last three. I mean, I would have actually done that minus pandemic if they had started it on TV and where they were like, we're offering you the last three in a movie because like, it's about two hours, right? If they had said, you know, come to the theater and we'll show you the last three, I would not have been mad. I would have been like, okay, cool. So, yeah, no, it was it was breathtaking. Her name is Tokes? No, her name is Mel. So, uh, no, I... the, Peru was, real quick, Peru was trying to make a comment about uh, Mel, who is the councilwoman. The, you know, oh, sorry. the looking castle on her. Right, so, like, what you were talking about, the complexity of characters. When you first meet her, you think, uh, this here's this female Machiavellian character who does what's practical, who, you know, is attracted to power. She's trying to encourage the, you know, the, the tech dude, whatever his name is, you know, to, to, to take power and all this other stuff. But um, there's a line she won't cross, you know what I mean? And then you meet her mom, and you're like, oh. So you think she's this, and then you meet her mom, and it's like, okay, everything is relative. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, it puts it in perspective. Okay, Allison, your thoughts real quick before we move on. Yeah, well, I mean, I could I could just sing rapturously about this series. This, this like you said, turned out, out to be a complete surprise, um, something I was not looking for, and, and it just, it is fantastic in every conceivable way. Um, one of the things that, that oppressed me most, because it's so rare to see for, for an animated series is that it's not written at all like an animated series it's not approached at all like oh we're doing animation the script is is pretty much the same as if this was a live action mm. yeah. series they they don't you know try to simplify anything the characters are super complex um, and, and the storyline is adult and complex yeah. and I, I just love that. I, it just, it, it kind of puts into context what really you can do with modern animation, um, that it doesn't need to be, you know, Disney-fied. It doesn't have to be something for kids or, or, you know, conversely, you don't have to retreat into anime for it to be something that's more sophisticated. You can, you can do something else entirely. And I think that that's what they hit here and i just i love this series i i hope it runs for many seasons to come because i'm <laughs> really enjoying this all right we need to move on uh so we're all thumbs up uh next up we're going to talk about he-man um and me and me and prue saw that and we watched it over two days maybe um and it was part two and i would say Everything, what's weird is in the first half, a lot of people were complaining because we spent so much time with, not he, not Adam, Tila. Tila. We spent so much time with Tila, learning about her story, her backstory, giving her power, and she was the main focus. And I would say in the second half, Adam was actually the main mm. focus, which was actually a little jarring. Because he's supposed to be dead, I'm saying. Well, yes, he, did get, <laughs> he got killed at the, at the beginning of the second half, but he got revived by the end of it. But it was weird that in the second half, he was the focus. And, but we did spend a lot of time with the villain, um, Evelyn. Evelyn? Evelyn. She's good. Yeah, so we spent a lot of time with her figuring out what her power was, whether she was just going to be a minion or if she was going to take over. And, and what she was going to do with it. Once and she once she got the power. And what was interesting is when she talked to uh, Skeletor, who now is all-powerful, 
she's like, okay, so now you have all the power in the universe. What are you going to do? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to kill He-Man. She was like, really? That That's it? That That's your entire global domination plan? She's like, your plan sucks. And then she takes the power from him in the most... I was, I'm going to use uh, Yusin's word of tropey, which is she basically convinces him if he wants to have sex, he has to take off his power ring. Hey, hey. And it's in this... Delilah. Yeah, but I mean, that was just... I was like, oh my... And first of all, watching a skeleton and a woman try to make up, make out is really not... It wasn't sexy. It was not. Um, (laughs) It's hilarious. uh, But she takes his power from him and he is really surprised. And I was like, why are you surprised? But then she's like, I will use this power to, to destroy the world. And I was like, not even half. You're not even going with the Thanos. She's like, nope, we're going to just destroy everybody. everybody. everybody just but, wipe it clean. So her biggest concern, her biggest question was, Skeletor, now that you have the power, what are you going to do with it? And he had no good answer. And she's like, you can do this with it, you can do that with it. And then once she has the power, she just destroys everything? Yeah, I mean, that was my thing. I mean, thing. to me, that was, that was kind of anticlimactic because... The whole time they were trying to show that Evelyn had she was ambitions, smart. she had yeah. plans, she was smart, she was intelligent. And then when she gets the power, she says, oh, I'll destroy everything. What? I what? think they set it up by saying that if you stare into the abyss, which she did, that then it kind of makes you go crazy. Because right when you start liking Evelyn, then they just destroy her character. You know? I'm not disagreeing. Um, I thought, I agree with you. They built it all up and I was like, wait, so she's just going to destroy the world? Like you felt like she was going to do something a little more, more interesting. Um, and then at the, in the end episode, they show how much power she has and they have the, the good guys fighting her and you can tell she's just kind of playing with them. She's, and I was like, why is she just not? Winning this fight, she could have easily just killed everybody and called it a day. Yeah, but instead she kind of just fights with them for a full episode for no reason. And then if somebody annoys her, she turns them into stone. And I was like, okay, if you could turn this dude into she stone, she could have killed Adam in two seconds. I know it was it was in two seconds. She could have won the whole fight. I'm not disagreeing. So it was it was not. It, I would not say they necessarily uh, stuck that landing. Um, I'd say the first half that we got maybe four or five months ago was really pretty good. I'd say this second half was mediocre. So I was not particularly thrilled by the end of this. So there you go. Well, that's helpful. There you go. Because I'm not going to finish. I'm not going to finish. He's just not going to bother. All right. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Zoe's extraordinary playlist, but this time for Christmas. So I did not get a chance to watch it. What did you guys think? I really enjoyed it. I, I, you know, they had a lot to do. They basically compressed a lot of the ideas, apparently, that they were going to be using for an an entire season three and just, you know, kind of had to use it as like a two-hour highlight reel. Um, But, uh, you know, for all that, I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was, you know, I'm just like, it was Zoe's extraordinary playlist. It was all the same things that we love about the show with, you know, the, the crazy numbers and, and all this stuff going on and being able to hear what people feel, you know, expressed in song. And what I really, really liked about it was that, you know, it's not just, uh, Zoe who's, who's got the superpower now it's her boyfriend as well. 
And so they're able to do things that they weren't able to do before. They can hear each other. And because of that, they're able to, to like do duets. So you are, you're able to get the both of them singing like to each other and with each other. And, and I really loved that. And, and that was, that was fantastic to be able to have that added to the show. It's, you know, cause so we so rarely get to see her doing any of the singing and dancing and, you know, in this case, they, they got to, to do this together. So that was all great. The, you know, this, the storyline itself was a little on the twee side, um, you know, with everybody, everything being Christmas. Um, but still, it was, it was really nice. And there was only one thing I didn't like about it. And I'm not sure if we're, you know, doing necessarily spoilers because it's, it's a detail at the very end. Go ahead. Um, go, ahead. Go, go ahead. Okay, it's it, the you know after giving her boyfriend these these powers, which was and showing you exactly how entertaining that is to have more than one person with this, um, they take his away at the end, and say, well you've learned what it's like to have her powers and that's what you were given it for, so now you can empathize with her, and I'm like what? <laughs> that's no fun. Um, Very special so I, Christmas episode. Yeah, I I, I yeah it felt I, like that. It it kind of. So I didn't, I didn't get that. But the, the overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. Um, I am going to s- uh, back you up on something, but actually go in the opposite direction. Uh, I, I felt that, I, especially towards the middle, like I had to just let go and and kind of give them a lot of leeway because we, like you said, they clearly. Uh, had you know had wanted and hoped to get uh, a second season and so this literally was a highlights reel so for me a lot of the emotional impact uh, and unfairly possibly you know me my judgment um, it didn't land because it felt so rushed and they and like you said it was a wrap-up so they dealt with everybody you know Mm -hmm. uh, they fully went on it was uh, honestly the beginning was a little more important for me because uh, Zoe was just unhinged with trying to replicate, you know, her, 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 the, the, their perfect Christmas that her father wanted and liked. And she became just a shrill, shrewy, demanding, whiny kind of the worst part of Zoe throughout the series. When she gets that way, it's really difficult for me to watch because it was really entitled. Her family is suffering as well. You know what I mean? And that whole beginning where she, you know, uh, emotionally blackmails everyone to cancel their plans. Now, as someone who's lost their father, I have to say everybody deals with grief differently. And that first holiday, you know, it's got to be, it's just a crazy mind dash or whatever to like avoid whatever stuff you've been avoiding for that, you know, that time since the loss. So for her to go in and demand every single family member who is equally dealing with the exact same loss, you know, I mean, one is a husband, the other is a father, whatever, um, just seemed untenable to me. I thought, what, you know, but, but they move on through that, you know what I mean? And they show, you know, that everyone's kind of healing through this experience and blah, blah, blah. But that was really hard for me to watch. Um, cause I thought it was really unfair and selfish of her. So, and that's a hard thing to, you know, think of, of your main character. And, uh, and you're right. Being... I agree with you on all those points. She yeah, was, right. I mean, it, it was kind of like the, the, the weakest link of the, yeah, the particular exactly. episode of this, of this, uh, special yeah. was Zoe Great himself point. because yes, exactly. she, she was in that, in that kind of regress to, to little Ooh. girlhood emotional Ooh. state that she get, that they have her get to. And, and she was with, she was like that through the whole, you know, special. Episode. 
So yes, and, yes and, I and agree with you is, on that. Yeah. And we took that journey with her, you know, there was the healing at the end of season two and, you know, you know, so I felt it was a little regressive, like you said, but literally for the series, not just for her as a person, you know, or a character, but I will go forward and say, I'll move forward and just say, um, because it was sort of a, you know, best of, uh, everybody kind of got their moment. You know, I thought that it was um, poignant that Mo, you know, had to learn the lesson about not always being in the center of attention. That was sort of a really uh, fun, uncomfortable to watch how she, you know, was supposed to direct a kid's pageant and then just suddenly became the headliner and the kids were like, you know, the backup singers in the back. Um, so she learns her lesson there. The, the thing about um, him being ha having his powers given and taken away, you nailed it. It was really just a journey of empathy. And and maybe, again, it would have been more interesting because uh, clearly if they had a whole season, we, he probably would have had the powers for longer. We would have seen more conflict, um, but, you know, or and, you know, problems or whatever. So I will say this, excellent effort. Uh, you know, like I said, I think they were handcuffed a bit by by the fact that they can only do it, you know, two hours. So I will give them that leeway. But the beginning, they almost lost me. It was almost hard to come back around to the Christmas spirit. But I enjoy uh, Zoe for exactly what you said. Zoe being Zoe, the show, uh, uh, and, you know, the song numbers and the this and the that. So, you know, if you're a big fan, I think you will probably enjoy it. I, like I said, towards by the end, I did, and I was glad to have watched it, but it was a rough start for me. And and like you said, I think you agree. But overall, I think if you're a fan, you, you should watch it. If you're not a fan, then there's it's pointless oh, for you. Oh, it's not like, going to pull you in at all. Yeah, no. nothing will hit. This is not one of those like, oh, it's a one-off. Maybe I'll start with this. Do not. Like, just <laughs> avoid it. You know, right, it's got nothing we, we gotta for you. We got to wrap this up. We got to wrap category. this up. We got to wrap this up. So overall, what are you saying? That was a good analysis. I loved it. Um, I Shoulders gave us insight into Zoe's character, things that I've already seen in season one and two, that where she can be giving, but she could also be very selfish and girlish. And when you said she regresses down to her childhood personality, all that stuff. So very well done. <laughs> and I understand, I understand that they're going to try to do more movie format uh, Zoe's in the future with Roku Channel. And if they do that, let's hope that they, you know, kind of get Learn. a handle on it and do do a little better than this one. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Legacies uh, episodes like Let's Kill Hope, I believe it's called. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Something or yeah, something All like right, that. So what do you guys think? And sum it up quick. <laughs> Allison, or you want me to go? I, I feel like you said has to go first. Oh, okay, fine. So I'll go. Um, yeah, I'll do a quick job. I think we've all agreed that Legacy has, you know, is limping on one leg right now, and I don't know if they'll ever, if that'll heal and they'll ever get to start running again. Um, but for me, I feel like uh, maybe the show is healing a little bit. You know, maybe a little bit. You know, it was on crutches. It was, you know, it was on life support, uh, and now it's kind of up and out of the bed. You know, hobbling around. Um, the three quarters of the show, or most of it, interspersed was this weird because. Uh, um, uh, uh, the sister, the blonde sister, Lizzie, was in the Lizzie, therapy box. Lizzie. Yeah, Lizzie, Lizzie. 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 I know we've all been watching these shows forever, but I'm terrible with names. So Lizzie, uh, and that therapy box is just weird. Uh, and and it's just, I laugh every time they go, the therapy box. So um, uh, anyway, so her, her therapy session is she's thrown into a Western and surprisingly does a kind of a decent Western kind of an accent. I'm, I'm, anyway, it, it's bizarre for real. Um, and But she works out all her like daddy, uh, you know, hope issues. Uh, that being said, her hope issue is that she is now totally cool with killing hope. 
You know what I mean? Like she works out that she's been trying not to hate her and that for most of the seasons slash series, uh, she's trying to deal with her resentment about how it's basically taken her father away from her and everybody's pro hope. So in her therapy, she decides, oh no, I'm leaning into the kill hope thing. So that's huge. That moves, you know, that moves us into a whole new trajectory. Uh, it'll, you know, remain to be seen if it's interesting and fun, um, but at least it's development. And I have to say, uh, they they just love trotting out bad twin Josie. You know what I mean? Like they just absolutely, they're like, well, we, we created this character. Let's bring her back. So, you know, they dress her emo short skirts and combat boots. Um, that being said, I mean, I guess it was interesting. Um, Hope has become absolutely annoying to me. And as uh, with her humanity switch off, it's even worse. So that's not as interesting. But I will say this lastly, oh, my God, they will not keep Landon dead. I don't know what happened. <laughs> when his face popped up, I thought, dear Lord. I was like, he must have a, he, they must have signed a contract in blood with him. And they must have just, he must have just been like, you cannot kill me until the season or series is over. So he shows up in a way. Uh, and I was just like, no, really? So is it better? I believe so. Is it going to continue to get better? I hope so. Allison? You pretty much covered it for me because I am so very, 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 very tired of this show. We've talked about being tired of this show for, for like months now. Um, it's, I mean, they've, they've gone directly from, from being in a Malivore rut to now doing this, this cockamamie thing with evil hope. And I, I'm, you know, and it's such an old trope to do and they've already done it with, with Josie. So, and they, and as you said, they keep trotting it back out again because they've got no other ideas. So we just keep seeing the same thing churned out and recycled and recycled and recycled. And I'm so bored of this. I, I don't know if they're capable of any new ideas, but I, you know, I mean, hire new writers, do whatever you got to do, but get something new in there. Move yeah, I think, in, a, in a forward direction. Say, let's, let's wrap this one up because... Yeah. Uh, it's depressing to me just listening to it. Yeah. I mean, I do have the only thing sharks in the water. Yeah, the only I thing that I have to say the, uh, that's that's positive is that the the therapy box thing in the Western was really cute and fun. I mean, yeah. you know, do the rest of the series in the therapy box <laughs> and do different genres. <laughs> you know, I mean, the 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 the, the, uh, uh, the uh, other one that they did, the detective novel, was cute, and this yeah, the Western cool. is cute. I mean, just keep doing that. Let's just be forever in the therapy box because that's entertaining. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, uh, we're going to talk about Hawkeye. We're going to talk about the first three episodes of Hawkeye. And it, the, they premiered with two. Two dropped together. And then the third one was this week. So um, I would say that the first two that they dropped were okay. They were not anything to write home about. They were not particularly spectacular. But I do think the third episode, when you actually have a full-on team-up, between the two of them, I think that episode is where it starts to work and starts to gel. Um, I think that the the oh the LARPers was also a big highlight for me. Um, just watching the very kind of uh, serious faced Hawkeye have to work his way through LARPers who take that what they do very seriously, and him having to at least pretend to was pretty amusing. Uh, Peru, what did you think? I liked all three episodes. Um, I liked, you know, the, the actress that, what's her, what is her name? 
the actress's name the, the is Haley Steinfeld. Haley? Haley? Yeah, her, the, the, so Haley Steinfeld is the actor's name, and the character was Bishop, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Okay, the Kate Bishop character. I, I, you know, the actress I know from Emily Dickerson from Dickerson's yeah. show. So I think she's a brilliant actress, and she brings her brilliance to this character. Um, you know, even in the first two episodes when they're just introducing her background and so forth, I, you know, I, I just think she's great, you know. Um, but I think we need to know a little bit of, about her outside of the whole Hawkeye thing, so it was good. So you mean that setup? The only thing is I just thought that the banter between the two of them once they actually are working together is really where the humor mm-hmm. and, and, you know, right, Marvel does first, humor really well. Right, but the first two, first two episodes, he's like, who are you? And so, you know, the third episode there, you know, he accepts her. And so that changes their relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I was yeah. just saying that the third one just really works better for me. Uh, Allison, go ahead. Um, yeah, I thought that the first two episodes were like stunningly mediocre. And uh, from what I can gather, that's a minority view. Most people were entertained by it. But I, I just, I, it just seemed so rote and formulaic to me. And it seemed like they were bored with the formula. Like everyone involved was just putting this together with a template. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's another Marvel actioner. Let's just do this. Let's trot this out. And then on this beat, this happens. And this, ha- this beat, the other happens. And it, it just it just felt so draggy and and boring to me. The only the only bits that I really liked I loved the little I mean we didn't get enough of it. Although if you want to like download it on on iTunes or something, they do have the Steve Rogers musical number, which oh, they apparently recorded entirely. So good. Um, so good. That was hilarious, and it was it was just so perfect. If you've ever seen one of the awful Disney musicals that they've been cranking out on Broadway. It Frozen. was flawless. Oh God. It was, it was exactly like that kind of thing. So it was, I, I was just laughing through that entire sequence. I wanted to see more of it. Um, so that was great, but the rest of it was just, you know, really kind of pedestrian. It's not until we get into episode three, as you pointed out, Livia, that it, I think it really starts to gel and come together. And I don't think it's because it's, it's any less formulaic, but it's like, it, oh, here's where they started having fun. Um, and, and that's, this is where they start having the, uh, the characters really relate to each other more organically and where they start doing action scenes. I, the, the whole bit from the time they started fighting in the warehouse to that amazing car chase was brilliant that everything, the the way it was shot, the way they kept doing 360 degree uh, things with the camera, all of it. So so it looked like one continuous tracking shot. It was brilliantly done. It was brilliantly choreographed, brilliantly shot. And the, the, what was even more, uh, impressive about it is that everything was absolutely clear. So it wasn't just, oh, well, this neat thing happens, but then there's a lot of blurry action and right. no, you could follow absolutely everything. And I, it was, it was just really great. So I, I enjoyed season, I enjoyed episode three and I think it comes together and I'm hoping that it just keeps moving in that direction. But yeah, the first two episodes were kind of disappointing to me. I'll be quick. Uh, ditto, whatever Allison said. Uh, and then, uh, so, and then, uh, but I will point out, I, I, I will, uh, even extra emphasize, uh, what she already said. Um, I think 
one and two could have been a one, just one episode. I, I, it was, it dragged. And especially because of like, like Allison said, because it was so tropey and by numbers, then I would have been more forgiving if it had just been one episode and then they got us into it. You know what I mean? Then I would have been like, well, pilots, you know what I mean? So, I mean, obviously it was shot or dropped as a pilot, a two-parter, but it didn't need to be. Um, two, the, the, obviously we spend more time with them. They spend more time with each other. So the banter is more organic and natural. And the last thing I will say is I do have hope that it's, it'll get better. Uh, I hated agents of shield with, with the passion of three sons, uh, when it first started, uh, and then it became one of my favorite shows. So I am a very fair and patient person. So, uh, I don't think this will ever become one of my favorite shows. But, um, you know, it definitely has room to grow. But lastly, I will say the funnest part for me, it was in episode three. Uh, and again, jumping on what Allison said, the car chase uh, and her with the arrows was hilarious. She's like, oh, I hope this is a good one. You know what I mean? And like, I had no idea that Hawkeye had so many different kinds of arrows, you know, maybe a few. But one was and she was like a suction cup, you know, and then one was like a bomb. And one was, well, I said the same thing. I go, what is that? You know what I mean? I was like, a suction cup. So that, to me, was where it got really fun. You know, she got, you know, the, the humor kind of grooved. And and so uh, for me, that was an excellent, excellent scene, as Allison said. Uh, but even more so because, you know, I got to learn about the arrows. And she was very fun in that episode. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a chance. But it was real a slog, the first two. All right. Uh, so I'd say overall, thumbs up-ish to Sideways. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery. And this was, I mean, I don't think we got to talk about the premiere. Looking, we never, we haven't talked about Star Trek Discovery at all yet because it premiered while on vacation for me. Um, so we have a couple episodes to talk about. Mainly, the introduction of the big bad of this season happens to be a dark matter anomaly. Dun, dun, dun. And none of us know anything about it. We don't know what it is. We haven't confirmed anything. And so that's the big mystery. And the si the thing is, if it, if it rolls near your planet, it completely sucks it up and destroys it. So we start off with the destruction of Book's Booker. His name is Booker. Booker's uh, planet, home planet and his trauma of dealing with that loss. And then Burnham trying to comfort him and yet trying to do her duty. But we introduced, they introduced all these politics because now we have a president of the Federation and all these things have now created this really interesting kind of political landscape that Michael never really had to deal with now that she's a captain. So she's got a lot of, a lot of balls in the air this season. Uh, Yusuf, what'd you think? Um... I'm going to talk in generality since we have three episodes and you guys can, you know, fill in the details. Um, I thought the first episode was a little bit of a mess. Uh, I think they did that thing where like, you know, it's been a while, so we're just going to throw you into the action. So there was like a lot going on and it was, I won't say messy, but it was hyper, you know, which I don't think is the strength of discovery. They do it well and it's pretty to look at, but I, I found it a little off-putting. That's too strong of a word, but I'm not going to waste time trying to find the right one. So, but that being said, um, it rolled into the, you know, what I like about it most, you know, um, 
and there was, a, you know, obviously a lot of humanity you mentioned. I'm just barreling through this. You mentioned the politics aspect. I'm a little bummed that they have sidelined Oded Fair. Like, um, I think he's a great actor. He's, okay. he's also okay. nice to look at. The what? I was thinking the exact same thing uh, as far yeah, as that right? was concerned because he keeps his mouth closed most of the yeah. time. And his yes. decision, and you know, somehow his decisions don't mean anything anymore. It's just the president. Yes. Where she's yeah, and she contacts, she's speaking directly to the captain rather than going through the admiral. So. Yes. And and here's the thing, guys, as a as a full blown picket carrying, button wearing, marching feminist, I have to say I'm getting a little tired. It, it's as if um, presidents can only be women now. Like, it's a little weird. Like every show that I've seen as of late, uh, the, the top, top, top banana and usually actually named the president is a woman. So, OK, but it's not new to me anymore. It doesn't bring any sort of. Uh, level of complexity doesn't it's not used as an issue which is great because now it's like who cares they're just they're just president a woman isn't isn't an issue it's a little boring and maybe i'm a little biased because because then oded fair who happens to be a man uh you know doesn't get anything to do now and he looked annoyed i mean in one scene he just sat there and i thought i was like that's the, the look of a man who was counting his lines i was like he stood there all kind of angry and like this is here's he's my just line. collecting a paycheck that's yes. basically it you know and so that was really disappointing. However, moving on, uh, the third episode I thought was fantastic. There were, uh, the, 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 I remember, I think it was the first season of Discovery where I was super uh, impressed with the writing. And there was a lot, I like to call them a lot of quote, quotables. You know what I mean? Uh, they moving, poignant, poetic. Um, I won't go so far as to say it was that brilliant but there was uh when uh booker goes to see the vulcans you know and um he's dealing with grief and we just finished oh, talking, about the mind mill. talking about the mind mill? yes yes and he she brings him peace you know because um he felt I, we learn you know through everything i mean it's incredibly traumatic to lose your, your family and your entire planet other people but it was very small. They made it very small and personal for us and for him about um, his losing his nephew, I believe, um, and him believing, I guess, that was, I didn't understand exactly where that grief was so, where it was so heavy. And he talked about um, how he didn't think that his nephew knew that he he loved him, you know, uh, and, and he was left with that, oh my God, you know, kind of a thing, which I think is not uncommon. It's, you know, it is a an issue uh, thing that comes up often with grief and loss. So, uh, so I thought they handled that beautifully. You know, it wasn't saccharine. It wasn't emotionally um, manipulative. I thought it was just very peaceful and sweet uh, and very, very personal. And when he went to the Vulcans, I was very moved when he talked about uh, how can I, how can, you know, uh, you know, it seems like you guys don't feel stuff. So can you make me do that? Can you fix me <laughs> like that? And, you know what I mean? How about you give me some of that secret sauce, you know? And 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 she was like, listen, you're wrong. We actually feel too much, you know, and that's why we d lean into our logic side. And he was like, OK, cool, whatever. Just temporary. I'm down with it. And she was like, A, it doesn't work that way. And B, you know, that that loss, uh, you know, it, I mean, it's so temporary. And, you know, you have to kind of uh, what was it um, not like. You, you deal with it, but be free of it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. you have to free yourself. That I was just like, it was amazing. That was a really good. It was amazing and yeah. beautiful. And and there were more moments like that all throughout the episode. Uh, and it, that's what I mean by like the, the contrast between first and third. Um, it, I mean, I get it. It wouldn't have made sense if they started with that episode, you know, it's, they're building to it, but it was really wonderful throughout. Uh, and it really reminded me like, yeah, this is definitely one of the stronger reasons why I really enjoy this show. Yeah, on the uh, on the issue of Booker um, 
I think uh, out of all the actors on the, on the show, I, I, you know, I like the Admiral, I like the Booker, uh, of course, I like the, the, you know, the Captain. Uh, I think, you know, they bring something to the show, but there's other characters and other actors that just don't move me at all. And I don't know whether it's the actors or it's the writing or who we're focusing on. Who are you talking um, about? What? I would say, who are you referring to? Everybody else. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I like the doctor. He's cool, but that's it. Um, so they're focusing on the uh, on that 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 side story. That, on the, on the, on the, on, on the, the you're talking about um, Tilly. Tilly got a not story. the Tilly one, but the um, the, rescuing the, the alien. Right. The the, the, the trill. The, the trill. The making the extra body thing and all that kind of crap. Oh, that. That was not moving me at all. Like, no, why are we talking about they, The thing is, they put extra emphasis on it, like it was supposed to be moving. And also, yes. they did this thing where they give you this line, well, it might not work, and she might die, right. or he might die. And I was like, so? Or, I, well, it wasn't so much so. I was no, like, I that's like so. never going to happen, because you set this up <laughs> in such a way Whatever. that that's not a possibility. Well, I mean, so the, it was all false. That was false statement. And I don't care about the characters. It's part of the issue. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, there. Uh, some of the other characters that, that outrank Tilly, uh, we haven't spent any time on whatsoever. And this last episode was um, dealing with combat and some other stuff. And, and they could have brought in one of the other characters. They could have done something with them to help develop those characters that we hardly ever hear from or see from. And made us care a little bit about them. But they don't. Instead, they go right back well, to their... Well, Star Trek has a history of always doing what that anyway. Do ones and twos, your numbers, whatever you guys call it. But it, in this, in this the Star Trek Discovery thing, all they do is focus on certain characters and they ignore others. Yeah, but that's a Star Trek thing. They do that in every series where it just comes down to a bunch of core people who they they repeatedly go back to, and very rarely. But when you you look at when you look at um, um, with the exception of what's that called Enterprise, let's put that to the side. But when you look at, at all the other Star Treks, especially Next Generation. He's talking about, you're talking about the bridge crew usually gets time. I mean, you give them time. You get to know them. You get to care about them. Yeah, but this, maybe some of the other characters you get to care about. I know, but they set uh, this show up to not be about the bridge crew. Well, it's really not about the bridge crew. Like, like we don't know. Why, why do we have the same people on the show? You could have got rid of them and switched them in and out. Instead, they, have, they, they take the time to hire the same people over time. Why we don't get to care about them? You understand what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So no, I, I just I just didn't like it, you know. And then like I said, we, you know, Tilly doesn't move me anyway. I mean, she has her own strengths and stuff, but um, yeah, I want to know more about some of the other characters. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm it's not just, I'm not disagreeing. And, it's and they claimed that they were going to do to give them more screen time, and they haven't done it. But anyway, let's move on. Um, I'd say of the episodes. I really like the third one the best of, of the three, especially because we spent time with Michael's mom, and I, I like her, and I like their relationship. But uh, let's move on, anyway, to the next show. We're going to talk about The Great. Uh, it, season two premiered, and they dropped the whole season. However, I have only seen the first episode. So let's just talk about that, which is the post. It, was the, it basically deals with the cliffhanger. At the end of season one, the revolution has begun. They fire the shot, and we know that uh, by her firing that shot, she's killed her boyfriend, Leo. We know he's dead. Uh, and the beginning of this episode, her big thing is, is Leo's dead? Can we Did we find his body? And nobody could find him, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
but it's really showing that she's taking this what's weird about the premiere actually is that it's campy it's the humor i'm like i like the humor in season one but in the middle of this battle with all these bodies and everybody's dead it felt a little out of place mm -hmm. so too campy. yeah it felt more than it should have been for that situation and Allison, I'm interested to hear what you think because you've been raving about season two. Yeah, it's a comedy. Um, I so, know it's a yeah, comedy, the humor but it felt, um, is but kind they of usually balance it better for humor, season one. Though. They did balance I mean, it. yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't notice that it was wrong at all. In fact, I, I was right there with it. Um, the uh, the thing that I just absolutely love about the opener is that they're fighting a war in the palace. And they're they're they've got armed camps in different wings of the palace. Right. And it's it's like and they're it, having it people are exchanging food, so people can get food in different. Like it was very civilized. Yeah. Well, you know, except minus all the shooting and um and all of that, and the fact it was just it was so funny because I mean it was it was basically armed camps, but they're duking it out in in palatial wings, and they're they're having parties while they're doing this and and it's just like half the people aren't taking it seriously um but I, it was it was just i th thought it was brilliantly done i love the fact that peter has all these look-alikes who oh, are just yeah. completely <laughs> disposable every time he wants to to check out you know whether whether uh it's safe to go someplace they just throw a look-alike out there and he ends up getting shot and it's like whoop no not not there <laughs> Um, so all of that was great. Uh, I was, you know, they, they left it kind of cliffhangery at the end. There were a bunch of characters, uh, that were, that were, uh, in danger and you kind of wondered whether they made it through. And the answer was they all did. Um, except, except of course for, for Louis. Catherine's lover. Leo. Yes. Leo. Yeah. Leo did not make it for, for obvious reasons. I think that um, the, the irony of basically Peter loses the war because he was hungry and wanted a piece of boar meat. Was <laughs> was just like really okay. And he was and like he gave I mean, up his location because he wanted his cook to come find him. Yes. Well, his that that's the thing. He's just so completely unqualified for the position he's got and and deep down he knows it too. And I mean, he he's willing to give up uh his his position as czar so that he can have some roast pork and it's like you know that that's his thinking that's that's his level and she and and Catherine knows this that's why she was out there with the pig on the, the pig on the spit the entire time you know because she knows he's he will give up anything for just trivialities um and and actually, the real historical Peter was supposed to be a complete weakling anyway, so that kind of plays into it. Um, he's, Nicholas Holt plays him as being a lot scarier than the real one was. The real one was was very much a pushover. So when they try to find reasons for, for why someone who seems as dominating as he did in the first season is willing to give things up, it's because he's trivial as well. And I just loved the everything that they did with the opening episode. I thought it just set everything up perfectly. And of course, by the end, she's she's primed to become empress. And I I just thought they did that excellently. Yeah, it was fun, but I just felt like, and I don't mind the humor. I think the humor's great, but I just felt like there were certain points where 
it should be a little more serious. And they did do that in season one. They did have some level of seriousness. I just, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. But over, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to watching the rest of the season. How about that? Um, next up, we're going to talk about the wheel of time because the wheel weaves is the wheel wheels. There we go. I said that right. Um, me, I will put the disclaimer on that me and my brother have both read the books and he has read the books several times. Wow. So I said, several. are there like 14 books? Yes. You read all yes. Yes. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The level of dedication here on his wheel of wow. timeness. Uh, wow. I read the books more years ago than I'm willing to admit on the radio. So, um, so my memory is a little foggy on some of it, but like as stuff gets, I was like, oh yeah, I remember as it's happening. I'm like, oh, all right. So I wasn't confused by stuff. I was more surprised that things got skipped and cause they compressed a thousand page book into eight episodes. So by doing that, they're compressing events, they're dropping characters, they're doing stuff like that, which I, that part was kind of just, yeah, it just kind of threw me off a little bit. But I'd say overall, I'm thoroughly enjoying the show, and I'm, I want to talk about the first three that dropped on the first day, and not episode four. So I did not know this book existed, let alone that it was a thousand pages and nothing. So I'm going in as a newbie. Um, and I was, I was, um, underwhelmed slash very confused uh you know it was it was uh the beginning was really confusing and I almost never like rewind to watch stuff you know and I think I watched the first 20 or 30 minutes and 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 I they were mentioning some I don't know exactly and then I rewound the beginning because I was like oh and when it started I was like wait did I start in the middle of something I was like did did I skip the first like five minutes or something so it was very disorienting um so that's not good um and I thought that the first first two episodes maybe uh weren't great but but I could see the bones in there and I thought um oh okay well this is in my wheelhouse no pun intended um and uh this this is the type of show I'm gonna really like uh I'm I like Rosamond Pike I think her name is um I don't like love her lover but I, I I like her very much so uh so for me like you said we're only talking about the first three um it steadily got much more interesting and and really got engrossing and I really was like oh I'm I I think I'm really going to enjoy this. So I did. I thought all of the the youth who were cast, I don't know how young they're supposed to be. They, they don't look that young to me. So They're, they're supposed they're, to all be between like 17 and 18 for the most part. Except yeah, for, they, except for Nynaeve. Nynaeve is supposed to be in her mid-20s. Iguane's supposed to okay, be well, younger than anybody. What? Iguane. Iguane. Oh, okay. So anyway, they all look like they were in their mid to late twenties. Um, and so that actually got me a little confused. I was like, are they supposed to be that old? Um, I know that the aging up and the acting and all, you know, the actors casting, but I, since I know nothing about the series, it was a little bit confusing to me. Um, that being said, I thought all of the, the, the those actors were strong, uh, likable, interesting. Um, uh, I thought that I'm just trying to go through three episodes. Um, I thought, oh, I thought that um, here's where it got me because I was like, what, are, what am I watching? There was a lot of expo. I get it. World building and explaining and the Aes Sedai. I don't know why I love saying that so much. I, the, like the automatopoeia of it, the phonetics, the Aes Sedai. 
Um, I love the concept. Remember, I know nothing about the show. So the colors of the different factions, the, 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 the you know, that this, this female centric group and how um, they can control the power, the men can, but it makes them go crazy. Uh, I feel like that's a really fair thing for nature. Good job on you. Um, <laughs> so, okay. so, I mean, men should not be able to wield that power. Come on, let's be honest, right? So apparently they can't without going crazy. Um, so women have to run around and clean up the mess, the, the red, the red uh, Aes Sedai. Anyway, I want to finish by saying uh, that scene where the Trollocs come, that was crazy. I was just like, oh, my God. It was gory, but, it, you know, totally permissible in, in the context. Um, the stuff that she was doing with the, you, you know, with her powers and everything, that really sucked me in. Lastly, I will say this, though. It was a little distracting at first. I know they spent a lot of money on it. Um, but, like, and I know that they built that village and burned it to the ground, you know. And I think we all agree practical effects are great and sets and all that stuff. If for some reason, it felt like a Christmas village to me. It just seems too perfect. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was like, what am I watching? I thought it was a CW show for real. In the beginning, the costumes were way too clean. And I'm going to go a little a little industry for you, a little insider costumey thing. The the costumes were clearly, you know, I, you know, um it's the threading on them and the oh my god, I literally can't think of the word that I'm supposed to. The 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 they're so tight, the cloth, right? So it, it looks so modern. It was like really weird, you know, that they, they call it the crosswise and lengthwise threading. So it was such a tight uh, knit. That's not the right word. Uh, and even like one of the sweaters one of the guys was wearing was straight up like J. Crew, like, you know, 2019 catalog. I was like, that's real cute. I would wear that. Um, so that was very distracting. And for the longest time until they really went through it, when they like escaped that dark, you know, deadly castle, they, I was like, these are the cleanest, you know, shiniest, uh, you know, costumes. So it lacked a certain real realism in terms of the grit, the dirtiness, the kind of threadbareness that no matter how clean they were, they should seem a little bit more raggedy. Um, so that was actually distracting. But as the series went on, I will say this, and I'm not giving anything away. I knew we were only going to watch the first three. I absolutely went to five. I just, it just keeps getting better and better. And lastly, oh, sorry. I really want to say this. I love, I know you guys will talk about this and I'm sure, you know, the, the relationship between the Aes Sedai and their warder, oh, yeah. um, uh, you know, I thought that was brilliant and beautiful. I love the platonicness of it, except for the green Aes Sedai. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, you know, cause clearly I think it's, supposed to be mainly platonic but not only does she is it not platonic she's got two you know and they keep going on and on about how the green Aes Sedai can have as many warders as they want but I just I love that relationship I find it really novel and beautiful you know they're committed to each other and uh you know and there was a great line in there where uh one of the characters naive or naive what, what I can't pronounce her name naive um, naive. naive naive you know With you're their naive Oh, Nine, Nine. So so oh, she's like, Well, you're their lap dog or this or that. And she's like, What does that make you? And he goes, Proud. <laughs> and I was just like, Wow. I was like, so that to me was is a really interesting, beautiful uh 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 aspect of the show. And it re I find it really um uh, it anchors me because, the, you know, the Aes Sedai are so important and, and all of that. So I, I like the world they've built for me because I don't know anything about the world. I think the acting is strong across the board. Uh, the, the youth are very likable and the magic is fun. Like, that's what I signed up for. You know what I mean? So um, I'm liking the show, M minus its shaky beginning. 
Uh, Allison. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy the show. I don't, I, I'm not as ecstatic over it, uh, as, as you guys are, obviously. I did not read the books. I, and, and like you, and I was actually, I, I was aware of the books, but only nominally. It was like, I've heard the, the Wheel of Time mentioned before, but I've never read them. Um, so I was kind of at sea for the first episode, uh, or two, um, where I was, I was just watching them go through the motions and it was like, well, that's certainly people doing stuff. Um, and it's, you know, I really, I wasn't terribly invested, but I figured, okay, well, I'll hang in there and they'll explain things eventually. And it, and the explanations do come. Um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, a good YA type of show, you know, I mean, it's all young people and, and all of that. Um, I, it's, it's not a show I'm going to get super excited about. I don't think, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I, I think it's well done. It's beautifully shot. You know, they obviously spent a lot of money on it. Although I do get that, you know, cobbled together Ren Faire, uh, feeling as well from the little villages and, and whatnot. And it's, it's very clear too. There, there's a, when they go to the um, city that's been evacuated, that that set gets used again and not too far in the future. Um, it's just lit differently. But, uh, the, you know, the, uh, still, you, you can see that they, they were serious about it. Um, and there's, there's certain touches that are beautifully done. Um, the, the gypsy-like characters that they have 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 gypsy wagons that are exquisitely painted. And I'm just thinking the, the hours that went into doing that. Um, so, so all of those details are very, very nice and the actors are good. Um, and the show is compelling enough to, to keep watching. It's interesting. Um, I get that. but I'm not, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm up to speed on, on how many ep episodes they've shown so far, but, uh, I, oh. I'm just, you know, I'm, I, I'm not ecstatic. I'm not, I'm not, this is not must see TV for me, but it's enjoyable enough that I, I feel like I'm okay watching it. You know, I'm just, it's entertaining, but it's not special to me. Uh, Peru, go ahead. Since you are our master wheel of time guy, I want to hear what you think. Okay. So I read, uh, I'm going to talk about a different series for a second, but I, I read the, the game of Thrones series, the uh, books of sword. That's what is it? Book uh, fire and ice songs of fire and ice. I read, you know, that series, and then I saw the HBO uh, version of it, and it was everything that I had hoped, sometimes even more. You know, they changed some things, but it was just really well done. It matched the book as far as dialogue, as, as far as complexity of characters, all of those, all of that. Um, and so my hopes were a little higher for, you know, Wheel of Time is one of my favorite series of all time. And, you know, I like the sets that they did. I like the, you know, the, the cities that they built. I like, you know, how they depicted certain characters. But I thought that they simplified and deleted uh, scenes and dialogue that were essential to understanding characters, the story itself. Um, there is a scene, you talking about the farmhouse when the Charlotte's come in? That somebody yes. Well, yeah. That seems a little bit longer in the book, and um, it gives you insight into Rand's character. Well, actually, in the book, that scene's not there. 
in the book, we see it from Rand's perspective. Right, Rand's perspective. But, so we don't, we don't see, see the, the village. We don't, we don't see, see the, village the village at all. Yeah, we don't see the village. Did, actually, did they show the farm at all in the... In the... She uh, said yeah, the farm. Yeah, they show the farm. That's the scene. Like that's they don't show the scene. They in the don't village. show the village. They but show I actually, the... I actually think it's better. Disgusting. I actually think it's better that they show the village. But go ahead. I don't mind them showing the village because that's a part of it. Um, but in the book, it's it's they show Rand's experience. Rand goes through hell, like pure absolute hell. Right. And then when he gets to the village where he thinks he went through hell to get his father to the village like they don't show it in the in, in the book they go into it like everything he went through to get to that village and then he gets to the village and there's no help right like, everything is just done you know it's destroyed uh, and so that's that was the the power of the book part was you see his perspective everything that he went through that night deleted ran struggle through the woods his hopes his dreams they deleted all that well, all what, they what, did, what, wait, wait. my point is that they got to the village and then whatever so my point is, okay, so some of the, the character development, some of the, 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 the dialogue, the stories that they tell you that's essential to the overall Wheel of Time series throughout multiple books, they delete. I'm hoping that it's there somewhere. They'll just have like a flashback later or something. I don't I, know. I, I will tell you this. I think the reason that they did that is if you listen to the, if you read the books, the books are more from Rand's point of view than anybody else's. And the show is more of an ensemble. And I think yeah. the reason that they deleted those scenes is to show it from a wider perspective. And also it's to do because the the series is making it to be about everyone. Everyone. And it's like yeah. one of these That's characters I... is the driver we don't we don't know. And I think the way that they're doing it in the show. That's, think, what, that's why I'm hoping that they do a flashback later. For me, since I did read the book as well, but I don't remember it because it's been 20 years, I understand why you guys felt like stuff was missing. I, my biggest criticism is they didn't do a good job of character development in the first few episodes. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is missing. I don't have a specific thing that I think they should have necessarily included, but I do think they should have spent more time Get, having us get to know the characters before everything blows up. And then even once stuff blows up and they're on the road, they still could have had intimate conversations. I think they established the warder Asadak relationship really well. They did that, mm -hmm. but they didn't really establish the friends, their relationship before they split everybody up. Mm -hmm. So sure. that is my main criticism. I'm not saying that uh, the show's perfect, but I say, yes. as each episode has gone on, it's gotten better. Because yes. they are pulling back and giving us some of the relationship in the story as we go. But that's all I got to say about that. Um, so, I'm giving it a thumbs up. And uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can send them to tvcampfire.gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on sci-fi.radio and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye! -bye. Bye.